Welcome, welcome, Ubiquitous Growth Podcast. This is Michael Manns, your host. Honored to be with you here today. Honored to be with you whenever you listen. So, appreciate it. This podcast is all about getting better, growing in every facet. So, let's get into it. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Ubiquitous Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Manns. Today is Sunday, uh, day of rest. Hopefully you guys had a good weekend out here in Portland. The weather was beautiful today. It's a little rainy. Uh, hopefully getting better though, coming into springtime. This is going to be episode 105, and this is actually going to be a guest episode. Really excited to bring somebody on the show. It's going to have a whole different perspective. Um, he's from a completely different area of the country. I met this dude like literally online playing video games in college, which is pretty crazy. I've never actually met him in real life, but some of my friends that when we played video games together, they have uh, hear nothing but good things. And I'm really excited to kind of just jump into him and his story and where he's come from and where he's going and all that kind of stuff. So without further ado, this is my boy, young John Adams. How you doing, John Adams? Doing pretty well, Mikey. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man. Um, I'm glad that you reached out to to me to kind of come on and just talk about things um, because I really like the fact that even though we've never met, we've always kind of stayed in touch a little bit over social media. Um, and when I used to play video games more, obviously we were doing that, but I've kind of grown out of that phase in my life, I think. I don't know, but it's still cool to like stay in touch with somebody that, you know, you met online. Um so I appreciate you being on the show today, man. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that being able to share a different perspective and and being at the same point in our lives where yeah we might have met on video games, but at the same time, like you know, it, it was just that point in time where our past just happened across and we stayed in touch. Um, yeah, so, tell so these, it's it's definitely been a pleasure. Tell my tell my listeners like where you're from in the country. Um, Obviously, like you live somewhere else now, but where did it kind of like when we met, where were you at in life? Um, maybe if you want to go back to before even college, like tell them about high school and then go into college. Sure. Yeah. So uh, my accent doesn't give it away I'm from Alabama. I'm from an area known as the Shoals uh, in northwest Alabama, um, Florence specifically. Grew up there my whole life, um, you know. And just a bit about my situation, I mean, as far as just growing and, and ubiquitous growth, I grew up with a single mom. My dad passed away when I was fairly young, um, and I, I had a tough time growing up. I mean, my mom, she tried to provide for us the best that she could, um, but, you know, one person can only do so much. Going through high school, uh, I was an athlete. I played golf, I played baseball, basketball, um, and I was always, you know, fairly active. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, right after I graduated high school, uh, my mom worked in the pharmaceutical industry. And just because of some industry changes, my mom got laid off. Uh, my family, we fell on pretty tough times. So my uncle owned a contracting company and uh, my mom really couldn't like handle the, her bills and, 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 you know, with the workload and having to support uh, I have a little brother as well, and she was helping take care of my grandparents who were in failing health. So, you know, I felt like it was up to me to kind of man up and, and pick up that mantle. Be the man of the and house go type and, of thing. Yeah. 
Right, right. And and to help provide. So I started working for my family's contracting company and I mean, like busting my ass. I mean, yeah. I thought, you know, I guess just being like an ignorant 18 year old, I, I thought that I was just going to be able to hop in and just go straight to the office and, you know, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to get paid. And my uncle's like, no, it doesn't work like that. You got to work your way up from the ground up. So I was on roofing crews for like all, like eight months in like in Alabama, the, the summertime, it, it ain't a joke. It's like 112 huh? degrees up on, on these roofs. Yeah. Dang. And so, you know, just out there, you know, but it felt good because even though the work sucked and it was hard work, it was still like, I'm helping my mom pay for stuff. And I feel like I'm, I'm being able to support my family, you know, for the greater good. And I, I ended up, you know, working my way uh, through the ranks. And, and when I was about, uh, about 22, I just decided to, I was like, okay, I got to do something with my life. Like I, you know, not saying that, that my family business wasn't doing something, but I just wanted to take a different path. So wanted to do more. Yeah. I, my dream. Yeah. My dream was to, to go to the university of Alabama. I enrolled and, um, I was there for four and a half years. And yeah. when I was there, I, I joined a fraternity. I saw Alabama win three national titles in my four and a half years there. And mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was definitely the craziest four and a half years of my life. So going to Alabama, you said that's your, that was your dream. So how, how did that feel to like when you first initially got there and you're like, literally like, okay, I'm living out my dream right now. Like, and obviously Alabama, as far as like, the whole school and then the the football program it's like at its peak during your your time there yeah i think that it, it really hit me um my my first year there i i woke up and i was probably like i don't know like a month into my first semester mm-hmm. at alabama and i was just walking through campus and like we have like notable landmarks i mean like the stadium is right there on campus we have this monument denny chimes it's on our, our quad where we walk to class and I just remember having like that, that moment where I look around and I'm like, wow, like I, I go to school here. Like this like, is, I go to school what I'm here. All... This is my school. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. Right. And, and I was like, I've worked my entire life. Like I told my mom when I was in eighth grade, when she was like, you know, have you, she, we were prepping for ninth grade and taking the ACT. Cause I know other places in the country, they take the SAT to go to, to go to college. And so we're talking about the ACT in the South. And my mom was like, do you know where you want to go? And I was like, I am going to get a degree from the university of Alabama. Like that is my dream. That's where I want to go. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. Um, so, so, you know, being able to, to realize that dream was, I mean, it was honestly probably one of, one of the biggest peaks in my life where I'm like, I'm actually, you know, doing what I've yeah been dreaming to do ever since I was young. So let's talk about, you joined a fraternity on campus there what fraternity did you join and what was that experience like? Um, because I know you probably built a lot of friendships, uh, like brothers through that experience. And is it as crazy as everyone, you know, makes it out to be? Is it like, you know, are the partying and all that? Is that all like as crazy as it seems from the outside looking in or what was that like? So just starting out at the, at my, you know, my fraternity journey, so when I was 18, just fresh out of high school, um, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to try this little college thing out at this little local school, mm-hmm. uh, University of North Alabama in Florence. I thought I could, I thought I could multitask working for the construction company and going to school. I could not. 
Um, but, but in that first semester there, I, I joined a fraternity at North Alabama. I was, a, I'm a Kappa Sigma. Um, but then I, after I couldn't balance it, I was like, okay, I can't do this. So I just went to work. Then I yeah. get to Alabama and, um, I, w- we have what's called reaffiliation. So essentially it's just like going through rush all over again. Like I knew a couple guys from my hometown that were already in the fraternity there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was nice to kind of have my foot in the door, but essentially you're going through rush again. Like I didn't know these guys, so I had to meet them all. You know, they, they had to get a feel for me. I had to get a feel for them. And, um, after spending a semester, which is how it normally goes with those guys, uh, they voted to let me reaffiliate with, uh, the beta chapter of Cabo Sig at the university of Alabama. And mm-hmm. I was in, uh, that being said, to answer your question about, uh, just the way fraternity life was Alabama. It was the biggest eye opener for me coming from small town, Alabama Mm -hmm. um, and, and coming from, from not a lot to, to seeing what these kids were like and, and where they came from and their socioeconomic status. And like, I mean, I mean, a big part of college is like just meeting so many different people and a fraternity is just a way to, dip into that even more right because it's more concentrated um yeah that's crazy so we so i you know i'm in the school and i'm meeting these guys and you know everybody is from you know somewhere else whereas like in my town i i hadn't met anybody before from Mm -hmm. california or like new york so like you know all of a sudden you know fast forward like a year in to to me being in alabama my best friends that I'm hanging out with, I mean, they're from Maryland, they're from California, they're from New York. And I'm like the lone Southerner Mm -hmm. at a Southern school in my friend group. So, I mean, it, it, meeting those people and being able to network and, and post-graduation having those people across the country. I mean, there's like been times where, you know, I've been traveling and, you know, maybe something went wrong or I had an emergency. There's been fraternity brothers and friends that I've made at the university of Alabama that have been there for me, um, across the country, you know, coast to coast. So, and they've helped me out, you know, let me crash at their place or, you know, giving me, give me a ride to the airport or, or whatnot, you know? So it's always nice. Um, the fraternity in that aspect is really nice to have people that, you know, you can count on. I mean, I know you probably made friends during your time, in Oregon on the football team that, you know, are still your friends to this day. Exactly. So it's kind of like, you know, it's crazy because like sports and like fraternities and sororities and things like that, like groups of people, it's all kind of the same thing. Um, and there's like a back and forth between, you know, when you're in college, like maybe there's like a sort of like a rivalry going on, but like, I don't know, like it's all great in my eyes because you're a part of a, a group, you know, and, you grow together and you get to know so many people and you make these connections that are lifelong really. And I think that's what it's all about. Like, yeah, it can be fun too, but really it's about building those lifelong like relationships with people. Yeah. And, and to, to move on from, you know, just the, just the fraternity, like the, the brotherhood and the networking side and and meeting people from different walks of life. I mean, obviously it's nice to, to meet a lot of people with different perspectives and, you know, takes on life than, Mm -hmm. than you have, but party wise, like I have never in my life been around parties like that. I mean, I can imagine like I hear a lot of talk about Alabama and their fraternities and stuff. So 
yeah what was it like man what was that like that experience so i think that the biggest eye-opener for me was uh we had a party every spring and uh kappa sig's uh marquee party of the year is in the spring and it's called bahama mama and we usually have a big name i mean we've had like gorilla zoe we've had cherub you know we've we've had some like pretty big ace hood i mean we've had like pretty big names perform at our house three six mafia i mean they just yeah. keep coming but uh it was uh you know being we had a we had a party in our front yard where we had three thousand people in our front 3, yard our people? wow yeah like <laughs> like out like we had our front yard gated off and our whole front yard was full and then it was going out of our like front sidewalk of the house like down the street because everybody wanted to to be there for this band party and you're you know you it's just it's such an eye-opener when you're not used to that like i didn't really party in high school yeah. i don't i didn't really hang around people that did that and and then you've got three thousand you know college kids that are drunk as hell and mm -hmm. you know just raging i mean it, it, <laughs> it's honestly insane i mean we had a we had there's a festival um when i was in school at alabama called greek fest and so uh essentially it was just like all the fraternities and sororities at alabama um, we all throw money in and we get like a big artist like we had cash cash okay. um and so we it's like a big edm act mm -hmm. and uh there was i mean you're talking like you know probably like nine thousand ish maybe nine thousand plus people out in this parking lot of wow. the university like just raging to edm <laughs> i think that uh that that in itself you know and i'm trying not to do any like self snitching here because you know yeah that's uh you know anyways but uh past past life right now i'm i'm, I'm a young professional now yes. but uh let's just it say was, uh, you made hella memories that are you know irreplaceable and you know that's just like a crazy experience and you're never going to forget any of that as you grow older which is pretty awesome so Right. And I think, you know, Drake, Drake summed it up perfectly when he said, I live for the nights I won't remember with the people I won't forget. That is yeah. like spot on my college, like experience. Quote that. Yeah. That's so, <laughs> um, you know, and, and you want to go over like, uh, just kind of post-grad, like where, I, where I'm at now. Before we go there, let's talk about the Alabama football program. And you being there as a big fan, right? Obviously, into sports um, and attending the games and watching the program win, you know, all those na national championships, having Nick Saban as a coach. And then, you know, you can kind of talk about, you know, I obviously played at Oregon during the same time you were going to Alabama and we would kind of go back and forth a little bit. Um, just talk about that experience with the football team and being a fan and all that. Okay. So yeah, I mean like growing up as an Alabama fan, been an Alabama fan my whole life. Um and you know, Alabama sucked my whole life. We sucked. Yeah, y'all like, weren't good. And I remember <laughs> I, I yeah, I got I got tired of getting, you know, smacked by Auburn. Like that yeah. that hurts the most. Okay. Like I don't care if we lose every single game throughout the season. Mm -hmm. As long as we beat Auburn and we beat Tennessee, that's 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 cool, you know. Yeah. So but 
2006 is when everything changed. So Nick Saban comes, mm-hmm. um, you know, the first year it's, it's okay. We went six and six. We ended up going seven and six. We beat Colorado in the Infamous Bowl. And just throughout time, as I'm going through high school, I'm watching the program grow and get better. And then my senior year of high school, we win the Natty. First, you know, first one since 92 in California. I was at the game. Um, mm-hmm. That in itself was just insane. And then, I, you know, fast forward, we win, we win another one in 2011. And then 2013, I enroll at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at that point, we've hit our stride. You know, we've got a Heisman winner. Y'all definitely our first one ever. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, and, uh, you know, I think that being there, what what seemed to be one of the most incredible title runs of a college uh, football team ever. I mean, my granddad was like, he was like, I have never seen anything like this. I mean, he was in his like eighties. He's like, I've never seen anything yeah. like this. The fact that you're at school at the school right now, while this is going on Y'all were blessed. is <laughs> it's yeah. Insane. Yeah. And, and so b- being there, like during this is just something that I'm going to be able to tell my kids about and, and going to the games. Like I, you know, you haven't been down for a game in Tuscaloosa yet. Uh, but I invited Tyler Garza down for that, for the iron bowl. Yeah. And, um, it being in Bryant Denny Stadium, where you have a hundred thousand plus people just you know going crazy, is is one of the most surreal things. Just like magic that in the you'll air, ever huh? experience. Yeah, magic in the air. Right. I definitely got to go to a game um, at some point and just check out the the environment, the atmosphere. Um, you know, even though. You know, I, I'm not a big Alabama fan, but, you know, I would love to check it out and just experience it. So let me ask you this, though. Um, so I think y'all beat Notre Dame my freshman year when I was at Oregon in the Natty, right? Y'all beat uh, Notre Dame when they had yep. Manti Teo. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Yeah, 42 to 14. Let me ask you this. If Oregon, if we beat Stanford at home and we get into that natty game against y'all with Marcus Mariota at the home, who wins that game? You still think Alabama wins that game? Easily. And and, and it's not any disrespect. Actually, I think what would have happened is we would have played Notre Dame, actually because y'all got in because we lost type of thing. Mm -hmm. So we wouldn't have a chance to play you, but I'm saying like that was our chance, man, at Oregon. We could have won an Addy for sure because I think we would have beat Notre Dame in my personal opinion. But, I mean, we lost to Stanford. Yeah, and y'all could put a one on the side of your helmet instead of an O. Yeah. (laughs) We lost to Stanford (laughs) at home by like a field goal. Yeah, it was tough. Um, But, yeah, y'all had an incredible run. And, I mean, the program is still like – top of the of the college football world and right. i don't so think let it's me, going let me ask anywhere. you a question so you being a college athlete and being able to play in odson i mean what is that like same type of thing man. You know, i only know alabama football yeah, as, a, it's, as a spectator i don't i don't know what it's like to be on the field it's the same type of thing though just like what i said like magic in the air you know you just get a rush coming down the tunnel you're hearing all these crazy fans we don't have a hundred thousand capacity like that stadium, but 
I mean, it was like 55 to 60,000. I think they've done some additions now, but like somewhere in there, but they call it the Autzen Zoo, man. And like, it is crazy in that place. It's just wild, man. And, you know, running out onto that field every, every Saturday was just honestly a blessing. Even though I wasn't playing a whole lot during my career, like it was just, it was amazing to just be on the, on the sideline and watch games. Like I'm literally, I grew up a fan, man. Like really, just really visioning, like going to Oregon someday. And I had the opportunity to do that. And it's like living out your dream, man. Kind of like what you talked about going to Alabama was one of your dreams. I mean, it was the same for me. I wanted to go to Oregon. I wanted to play football. Um, and I just looked up to all those guys in the past that came before me and, it was surreal, man. It really was. And like I said, like, or like you said, you're going to tell your kids about it. Like I'm definitely going to tell my kids about all that, my grandkids. And it's awesome. Well, I mean, even, you know, playing time aside, even being able to make the roster for a division one, a major division one football program yeah. is, you know, nothing yeah. to shake a stick at. Like, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. And like when I got there, I mean, Oregon was also on a peak run as well. Um, we had some great years while I was in college. Um, we, I think me and you, we went to probably like, if you could take our years and you could pick like the top five schools to go to in the country, Alabama and Oregon was definitely on that list. 100%. The, 100%. I mean, football programs were going on full throttle at the time. And I mean, national hype as yeah. well. Um, you know, to to kind of circle back to to the Natties, I mean, being being able to to witness so many national championships, you know, uh, humble brag there, uh, <laughs> being able to just, you know, like, OK, here's a here's a good stat. In my time at Alabama, we lost two we lost two home games in my four and a half years there. We lost four two, and a half lost years, two, two losses, That's two crazy. losses at home. Yeah, we lost to uh, Ole Miss. And we lost to Johnny Football. Johnny yeah. Football. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty yep. crazy. You got to watch was, him play. Uh, like, you got to watch all these SEC players come in and play. Like, that's just, you know, it's amazing. Um, yeah. So, let's talk about, real quick, let's transition. Let's talk about how we met, man. Like, let's just give him a little more backstory on how we actually met. Uh, so, in college, I mean... I spent a lot of my free time playing PlayStation and specifically playing a game called Destiny. I think that's where we met, right? Or was it a different game? No, it was it was Destiny with uh with Connor first. Yeah. So our friend Connor Collins, um he used used to play, Tyler Garza used to play. We all had we all had like a little Destiny clan going on and we met Young John was your gamer tag, right? Was something yeah. like that. Like we met you in a random lobby, right? We were doing like a raid. Yep. Was it? What, do you remember which raid it was? Was it Vault of Glass or was <laughs> it? Uh, I think it was Vault of Glass. You know, yeah, yeah, it was. And um, you know, playing playing with you and and Connor and Tyler. I mean, it just seems like, you know, I I think we were just like joking around and just you know shooting the shit and while we're going through this raid and. Uh, yeah. And, and we it turned into like me just playing with you guys. And we definitely noticed like he had an accent and we we're like, where are you from, dude? And you know, you, you told <laughs> us and honestly, like back at the time, I think you were like, you were just hella funny, man. Like you were like always cracking jokes and you made us all laugh. And 
there was some sort of connection there. And then we all like sports and stuff. And then obviously us going to Oregon, we were talking about the football teams and different things. And, you know, we just kind of stayed playing games together. And I think we ended up playing more games like Fortnite and down the road. And yeah, yep. it was, it was funny. Cause you and Connor were like the same person just from different places. And like, you all would always butt heads and shit. Like y'all would crack me up. Yeah. Man. I, I loved, I, I think that playing with you guys, I think one of the things that made me want to continue playing with you guys. And it was just the banter. I think that, yeah, the back you know, and Connor, Connor loves to talk his shit. Oh yeah. And, and so, and so do you, and so I'm, do you. I'm never one to just let it slide. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm never one to let it slide. So he would, he would hop on me and I'd fire right back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good times, man. Good times. <laughs> It, um, it, you know, it's, it's crazy that when you're playing video games with people, I mean, even though you and I have never met, I mean, the fact that Tyler came and visited me in Tuscaloosa and, and we've continued our friendship and we played golf together and yeah. like he's been to Texas like a couple times now. He was just here like last weekend for uh, my birthday. Yeah. So, Happy you know, it's, it's crazy how, we, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 30 big age right here. I'm old. The big threes are uh, Let's go. <laughs> New decade. New oh, horizons. Yeah. No, that's really cool, though, like being able to connect and actually like be friends with people that you met online and have a, you know, a lifelong type of friendship in person, too. So and I'm definitely going to meet you at some point, man. We got to do this. We got to go to a game or I got to come down there with Garza or do something um, for sure. Yeah, once these uh once these COVID uh, regulations start relaxing, I'm I'm definitely trying to make a trip to Portland. Oh yeah, man. Um, so let's talk about real quick. Let's talk about you, like at Alabama. Okay, getting your degree. What'd you get your degree in? And then let's talk about kind of your journey after college. You know, on the job hunt and the career hunt, really. And let's sure. So I I graduated with a marketing degree, um, and I specialize in digital marketing. So um, I'm running like Google ads for clients and I'm running like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, any and all digital advertising. That's kind of what I've gotten into. Okay. So you basically graduate from Alabama. Was your goal to stay in Alabama or where did you want to go? Cause I know you ended up in Texas now. So talk about that. I could not. I mean, I love, I will always be proud to be from Alabama and I love my hometown you know, uh, that's, that's like, will be one of my favorite places ever. But, uh, and I felt like in order for me to grow, mm-hmm. I needed to get out. You needed to get um, out. You needed to go somewhere with more opportunity. Right. Right. And so, um, I apply, I was reached out to by a recruiter, uh, once I graduated and, uh, I took a job in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, but the thing was, is, I would still live in Tuscaloosa cause that was my market. So I was in charge of the entire South Southeastern conference as far as it was a merchandising company. So all my accounts were like the university of Alabama and all the sec schools. Mm-hmm. So I would fly to Tulsa like every three weeks or so to work in the, the office quote unquote. Um, but I was still living in Tuscaloosa, which is, you know, turned out to be a blessing because I met my girlfriend. Um, yeah. After I'd already graduated. So, um, you know, my, me and my girlfriend now have been together next month. It'll be three years. Um, we live together in Texas now. Thank you. Yeah. But, uh, so, I mean, just growing from that on my first job out of college, I think I was offered like 
you know, you, when you're graduating from college and you're, and you're thinking about, you know, taking your first job and like, you're like, oh, you know, this is my number. This is exactly, you know, how much money I'm trying to make straight out the gate. And you don't, and you haven't really worked in that industry. So you don't know what the pay is like. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like a slap in the face. Like my first job, they're like, yeah, we're going to pay you $38,000 plus commission. I'm like, are you shitting me? Like that. Like, I <laughs> went to school to make, yeah, like, come on. Like, right. Like this, this is barely more than my student loan debt. Like, let, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, getting that, uh, my first job out of college, I worked there for six months. Um, and I, cause I took the job under the pretense that I was going to do marketing, ended up not really working out. And so I was reached out to, uh, from a, from a recruiter for, uh, a biotech company in Boston. Um, and at the time, you know, just trying, you know, when, when you just graduate from college, you're still trying to find your footing. For sure. And, uh, it's a difficult transition period for anybody. I mean, you think you're, even if you know exactly where you want to go, it's still not easy to get there. And then if you're kind of like unsure, it's even harder. It's not an easy time. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, you're just trying to, you know, I guess just growing up the way that I did, it's like my mentality has always been like, you know, no one's ever going to give you shit. You know, no one deserves anything. You work your ass off and you earn what you get. So that has always been my mentality. Like hustle, hustle, hustle. Like we're going to get it. I'm going to get it by any means essentially. So, um, you know, just long story short, uh, I worked in a biotech company. I worked in and out of corporate America, um, for a couple of years. And now I worked at a marketing agency and I I got, I mean, working in marketing afforded me some cool opportunities. For instance, I worked on marketing for the MGM grand in Vegas. Like that was like awesome. And then I got to work with the UFC and I love watching the UFC. So that was like, Oh, cool. Like, you know, I felt like I was riding pretty high. Um, and you know, now I'm the director of digital marketing for an artificial intelligence company uh, that I just recently joined this year. So yeah, I just, I just started with them in January and, uh, you know, just seeing how far I've come from that $38,000 a year to, to, to where I'm at now. I mean, and, and especially coming from my roots and where I've come from. I mean, yeah. in my mind, like I've, I've made it. I have a Costco membership now. I've made it. <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> hey, but that's like just more proof, man. Like it's a journey, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to go through a lot of ups and downs, but you just got to never quit on yourself. You know, and you can get to places where you want to go if you just have that type of mentality, you know, that, you know, I'm going to keep working at this. I'm going to keep climbing the ladder, man. And that's, it sounds like that's what you did. So congrats to you. Um, Sounds like the career is going good and it sounds like you're kind of satisfied, but I know that you're still, you know, probably thinking bigger. Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want to work for somebody else for forever. And especially, you know, I started my clothing company, Old Republic and, and, you know, the, the planning on that, just me being like a natural entrepreneur. And I'm always kind of looking for an opportunity to, to be able to expand like my business ventures and and whatnot. Um, You know, I started Old Republic and it, it started out hot and I'm like, there's no way this could fail, but it's like, that was the first business I'd ever started on my own. Yeah. And so uh, once it kind of like cooled off and it wasn't doing so well, I'm like, well, you know, at this point in my life, I have literally spent all my money on this business venture. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm going to have to put this on pause and get back to the grind. So eventually down the road, because I'm not done with it. Yeah. Right. I'm not done with it. So now that I'm in a spot where like, you know, I'm, I can, I can provide for me and my girlfriend. I, you know, am in getting financial footing and I'm building stability. You know, that's always something that's on the rotation in my mind. Like, okay, I'm going to come back to this, but okay. I'm also looking for like, you know, new opportunities. Yeah. And I, I, I remember I bought a hat a little while ago and good quality. Um, I'll definitely put, put that in the description, your, your clothing company. People can go check that out. Um, so let's move on here. Um, I'm going to just ask you a couple questions to close things out and just kind of, we'll see how it goes. So John, what's something that you've like failed at? Like what's something you've just failed at and you knew you failed at it, but it's kind of made you, you've learned your lesson, I guess, or grown through it. Well, I think starting your own company and then watching it burn down, um, yeah. and, and you, you don't, you don't really know what's going wrong. I mean, that's something that I failed at. And I think that as an entrepreneur, you have to be able to, to learn from those. Um, and I learned that I wasn't ready. Yeah. You know, I wasn't ready to start that business against, you know, my, what I thought. Um, and so, you know, my first, you know, and it's okay, it's okay to fail. You know, some people don't, you know, some people have the mentality that failure is not an option. And, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, failure is always going to be something that comes with the territory. Totally. Um, totally. You're speaking facts, man. Yeah. I mean, literally like failing is how we learn. Really. If you think about it, it's the best way to learn. And I would tell people out there, like, let's just fail forward, you know, because if you're going to fail, you just got to pick yourself up and move on learn from it. And, you know, sometimes it takes time. Like in your case, it sounds like you failed at your, your company for a little bit, but it's not like it's, it's over, you know, it's just going to take more time and then you'll get it back up and running and learn from your past mistakes. And it's going to be better. And, and being, you know, putting, it's, it's like Mark Cuban said, you know, you can have 99 bad ideas or 99 bad adventures where you fail at every single one of them. But the hundredth one could be the one that makes you a billionaire yeah, or a millionaire, yeah. you know? Exactly. So, you know, it's all about trial and error. I mean, that's life, you know, that's life for all of us. It's trial and error. You, you fail, you learn, you grow, you move, you move on, you, you know, you just keep pushing. Exactly, man. You keep pushing and. You know, that's kind of why I wanted to do a podcast like this is just we're always growing in every area of our life, you know, and I just want to be able to have a platform to provide value to people and try to push people to just realize that that we're always growing every single day. You know, we're going through ups and downs of life and we just got to keep on pushing through it because you're going to get to where you want to go if you just don't quit persistence is key always yes sir all right so let me ask you this if you could tell yourself something like 10 years ago what would you tell yourself so a decade ago well outside of buy bitcoin i would probably say <laughs> um you know i think that when i was younger when i was 20 i think i was too caught up i mean and, and i worried about you know, everything. And as I've gotten older, 
um, I would tell my younger self, you know, don't sweat the small stuff and, and don't care so much about what people think about you. Because even though I was working at that time and like I'm supporting my family, you know, and I'm proud of what I'm doing because I feel, you know, I know that I'm doing the right thing. It's just like I had friends going to college and asked me like, when are you going to school? When are you doing, you know, you know, I was, I was too worried. I was too worried about, uh, you know, appearance and, and public opinion. And so, uh, now it's just looking back on it. It's like, I j- just would tell myself to keep your head down keep and head keep down, working. Yeah. yeah. And not, and not and, give people's like, not give power to other people so much, probably like their opinions really don't right. matter. It's really what's, what's in your head and what you care about and where you're headed, you know? Right. And, and if my girlfriend would, would tell, tell you the same thing, I mean, I am now like, I live in like the here and now that is my like motto. Like I live in the here and now I don't, I don't worry about tomorrow. I don't worry about what other people say every day. I'm trying to build something to where I can do stuff that, that people can't, that other people can't that, cause they said that I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, people probably never thought knowing, knowing me in high school and, and just generally how I was, um, you know, probably thought I'd never make something myself. And now it's, it's just like seeing, you know, the results of my hard work and, and literally going from sleeping on the floor to, to having my own like nice apartment with my girlfriend in, in a city that I always aspired to live in, um, is, is really like, I guess, relieving, but also it reminds me like the struggle was all worth it. Exactly, man. And that's great to hear you literally say all that because the listeners definitely need to pay attention to that because that's what it's all about, man. That's literally right. What you just said, that's what it's all about. Like just coming up, man, and being hungry and getting to basically reap the seeds that you have sown. Like that's, that's awesome, man. So let's see here. Like, would you change anything? at all in your journey would you change anything would you go back and change anything that's happened or do you think like everything happened for a reason and you know this is how it's supposed to be i think that i kind of have a a unique outlook on that because i've never i don't really believe in karma and i i don't believe in you know things happen for a reason because you know like i've had traumatic events happen in my life i mean i've you know, I've had friends die. My dad passed away when I was younger. I mean, you know, Mm. I, do I think those things happen for a reason? Absolutely not. But I do, you know, I will say that those tragedies have helped fortify me mentally and emotionally and have only fueled my fire to succeed and to, you know, make, make my dad proud and, and, and make my friends that, that didn't live to see 30 that, you know, make them proud and, and live my life for them. Heck yeah. That's amazing, man. Well, it's been real, bro, having you on here, um, just telling your story to the people. I think in this episode, there's a ton of value. Um, I'm happy for you, man. And honestly, can't really wait to meet you in real life because just hearing, you know, your story and the different things that you're saying, like me and you are definitely on the same type of wavelength, like mindset and it's, it's everything, man. So thank you again, John, for coming on here. Um, I really appreciate it. If you could tell the people your your Instagram so they can follow you on there, keep up to date, uh, that'd be great. 
Sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's, it's always a pleasure to, to go back and forth with you and, uh, to, to share perspectives and, and to learn from each other. Um, my Instagram is at John J O N, you know, no H in there, J O N T Adams. That's me. Um, and follow me. Uh, you know, it's, it's a fan page for my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> shout out Hannah. But, uh, yeah. Shout out Hannah. Um, but I, I would love to, uh, you know, if anybody ever wanted to talk to me or hit me in the DMs and for general, you know, career advice, I mean, I don't know how, you know, how good I would be, but I, I'm, you know, eager to help anybody on a come up. I mean, you know, I've, okay. I've been there. I've, I've been in the trenches. And, and, and so if anybody needs help, anybody that listens to this, um, Mikey provides a lot of value um, through his episodes. And if there's any value that I could, you know, impart to, to any of you, um, I'd be more than happy to. So thanks for having me on Mikey. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So follow him on Instagram, uh, check out his clothing company, old Republic. Um, and once again, man, I appreciate it. We're going to wrap up this episode. I'll let you get back to your, your Sunday fun day chilling out there. Um, so yeah, like I said, guys, um, if you guys could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, it'd be tremendous for the growth of this podcast, and I really appreciate it. I still want you guys to write a review for the podcast. That helps as well. Um, you can always follow me on Instagram at mansmm. You can DM me, chat about life, growing, whatever. Um, and once again, follow John T. Adams. It's J-O-N-T Adams on Instagram, and he's more than happy as well. So. All right, guys, until next time, that's going to do it. Say peace to the the people, John. See y'all. Come back for the next episode. I'm out. All right, y'all. Catch y'all later.